Welcome to NetFront Presence. I'm Jeff Gordon, the Post Dispatch, joined by the beat reporters Jim Thomas and Tom Timmerman. And let's get right to it. I mean, we were so happy not that long ago after being really sad for quite some time. And now, Jim Thomas is sort of stuck in between, you know? I mean, the team uh, had a couple tough games, had a dramatic rally, and then just sort of a blah game against a good Stars team, admittedly, but just didn't quite make enough uh, plays to make a difference. Yeah, yeah, I I guess uh, save for that epic, or at least near epic, uh, comeback in Florida, they'd be looking at a four-game losing streak. So can can we have any consistency here at all? Okay, we didn't expect the winning streak to go on forever, but uh, to, to go right back to what easily could have been four straight losses and really fall into the a lot of the same bad habits that they had uh, uh, during the uh, uh, during the eight game losing streak. Uh, I'm sure uh, uh, exasperated might be the word for uh, Craig Berube. And, and we know that's the case uh, times 10 for, for most of the, uh, the blues fans. This has been uh, a most unpredictable team and the variance between when they're playing really good and playing really bad is unbelievable. It's just uh, enormous. I've, I've never seen anything like it, Jeff. It's like they're trying to condense all of the agony of the season into convenient blocks and then put all the joy of the season into other blocks. It's like, okay, we'll, we'll feel good for two weeks. Then we'll feel bad for two weeks. Then we'll feel good for two weeks. Ultimately it gets back to this may just be an average team and they're going to have a winning streak. And then they're going to have a losing streak. And so far they haven't done anything to show that they are going to be a team that wins two out of three rather than, one out of two. Yeah, I guess one of the things that, that I'm baffled by is that we've seen the Chief increasingly, um, you know, kind of puzzled by his, uh, what he has on defense. So he's, you know, going with the 7-11 configuration. He likes Robert Bortuzzo's ability to kill penalties and, of course, his physical play and shot blocking. Yet he also appreciates the fact that Kelly Rosen's been able to, you know, help out moving the puck and gives the the team that element, which is critical in today's game. But but guys, you know, uh, JT, it's just, uh, you know, it, it'd be nice to, for the team to settle into its uh, its defensive unit uh, with some continuity and, and just, you know, better overall play. I mean, I, it just seems like the the, the search continues for um, the type of unit they're going to have to have to get in the playoffs. Yeah, for, for sure. And uh, how often in the, in the uh, offseason, the preseason, uh, uh, and now the regular season, every word that heard the word puck movers, we got to have, we got to have uh, puck movers. It's all about moving the puck. We need puck movers. Uh, 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 we signed Letty because he can move the puck. Callie Rosen can move the puck. Krug and Falk, they both can move the puck, but uh, it, it, this is, and, and again, I haven't been around nearly as long as you guys. This is the worst passing blues team I've seen six years now on the beat. They can't put uh, uh, a lot of times uh, two passes together to the point where Tom was so baffled. He was like laughing in the, uh, I guess what Tom bought the first half of the first period, the other yeah. night, because they, yeah. and we were counting off if we could get the three straight passes that connected, but uh, uh, it's, uh, it's unbelievable. They, they, they just continue to struggle 
to uh, to get the puck out of their own zone. And Jeff, you mentioned, I mean, some credit to Dallas. We know what Dallas like. What Dallas is like. It's going to be a low scoring game. They're going to check the ever living hell out of you. Open ice is going to be at at a premium. So you, you you factor some of that in, but still, oh my gosh! And hey, here's a news flash just in over the uh, uh, the ticker tape here. Uh, uh, Carolina is a similar type of team in terms of their checking. You're you, you're you're not going to have much open ice. So if you can't pass the puck, uh, we may see a repeat pr- performance on Thursday. Yeah, it seems like whenever things start going bad, it's like the schedule gets tough. I guess you know the the you know Carolina. Oh, great! This will be the way to get to get well. Though it's you know it's always that potential. Maybe it forces you have no option. You've got to crack down because if you don't do it against Carolina, you'll be punished. But yeah, it's, you know it, it's one thing to have guys who can skate the puck out, but you you know passing the puck out is often the the you know most efficient way to do it. Uh, and they can't find guys. They can't get the puck over the blue line. Um, you know, the other day, you know, it would get out of the blue, out of their own end, but it would stop in the neutral zone or it would, they'd shoot it down the length of the ice. The other team would go down there, chase it and bring it back. I mean, it was just not, you know, uh, it's not working. So let's put in a, a plug here for Callie Rosen is, I mean, Callie Rosen is becoming like, like one of the, on the both ends of the puck. He is doing extremely well this season. I don't know. Uh, if this is the emergence of Callie Rosen, if he is now going to be a, a full-time NHL player after bouncing around a lot, but guys playing really good right now. Yeah. So there's that. I mean, it's, uh, but on the flip side, JT and uh, you know, he's certainly uh, uh, owned up to it and expressed, um, you know, consternation over his own play, but Tory Krug is uh, it's been tough. You know, he obviously hits the home run pass in, uh, in Florida, but uh, which was terrific, but boy, um, it's been rough. And to the point where he's seeing some uh, third pairing re- relegation, which I think could work. It could make the third pairing more effective if he can play with Bortuzzo and they could take more minutes, but it doesn't speak well for a guy that they, they want to be a top four guy, but uh, man, it's JT. It's been tough. It has. And, and uh, let's face it. He's reg- he's regressed this year with, with, uh, with Krug and we love his feistiness. He's pesky. Uh, he, he plays uh, for his size. He can get uh, 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 physical, but what you do with him is you, you kind of hope for the best defensively, but, but you, you know, the upside is with his passing and with his power playability. Well, his, his passing has gone kind of awry this year. And, uh, you know, he's, he, he's making a lot of errant uh, passes, <laughs> passes he shouldn't make. And, yeah, Krug is just frustrated because he knows he's better than this, and he is better than this. But uh, it's just not happening. And he, he, he actually made a couple of great pl- pl- passes, at both to Cairo, and uh, uh, they, they don't win the game without it. And you thought, okay, he's gotten over that hump. He knows what's going on, and and uh, you know it, 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 it was kind of back to the to to uh, uh, the bad uh, the bad Tory Krug uh, last night. So we'll 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 see what uh, we'll see what uh, uh, happens there, or two nights ago, I should say. But uh, uh, it's uh, uh, just another part of the puzzle that uh, that Craig Berube uh, uh, can't figure out. Maybe that's maybe that's the way out. Maybe maybe you you limit his minutes. And if you're playing on the third pairing, you know, in, in theory, you're, you're not going to be uh, playing the top two lines all that that often. And, and, and maybe that'll that'll help them get going. But I, I'm sure uh, that this wasn't something that the uh, uh, that uh, Baruby or the Blues coaching staff was was hoping for or expecting that the 
Tory Krug would be so ineffective that they they drop him down to the third pairing. You, you know the uh, and they've been going with seven D and they'll probably go again with seven D against Carolina. It would seem, but what are the, you know because they want to have Bortuzzo on the power on the penalty kill, but you want to have Tory Krug maybe you know use him only on the power play or use him in those sheltered offensive situations as a you know a, a smaller Scott Perunovich. I mean, it's just, you know, that's a situation where they've got guys who are good in very, you know, specific little bubbles that, okay, Bertuzzo will play on the PK. And that's, you know, that's kind of where they're, where they are with Krug right now. They'd love to have him for the, for the power play. That's okay. Use him there, but you know, he's got to play other times too. And, and I will say with Krug, I mean, it was pretty obvious early in the season, he had some shoulder issues. I don't know if there are issues right now, but that, that was uh that was bothering, but uh, again, just overall, it's uh, he he he's as frustrated about it as anybody. On the uh, the Nicomania front, um, you know, our guy has uh, you know gone from being in and out of the lineup a, a year ago to being you know forced to, to forced into some serious minutes in postseason play due to circumstances. And then um, right now, I mean, he, he's had some stretches where he's had where the Chiefs had to rely on him. And you know, I got to say, I don't mind seeing. Um, him with Falk on some occasions, five on five. I, I keep coming back to trying to envision, you know, puck mover, physical guy, puck mover, physical guy, puck mover, physical guy um, with each of the groups. Right. And uh, so there's that. And, and I think that if, 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 if Mikola could play at a high level, that pairing could take a lot of the tough assignments in, in theory anyways. But again, we're talking about a guy that's, Really just still trying to get over the hump as an NHL player, JT. Yeah, and I, I, I do think he has top four uh, uh, potential. And, I, and, I, and the thing with him was always the, uh, was the, the zone exits for him, uh, getting the puck out of the zone, the, the puck moving. Uh, here we go again. But I think he's better at that. Now, uh, and he had a stretch uh, dur- during some, uh, uh, w- when some other guys were out where he was playing, uh, I think, a career high five games in a row with 20 minutes, but he's, he's also, uh, you know, he's made some mistakes and, and, and that's going to happen with, with, with uh, anybody. I mean, he was the one that uh, uh, shot the puck when he shouldn't have, what was it? Uh, was it off uh, Robertson's shin yeah. or some, and uh, it leads to a breakaway. And then I, I forget it was either the Tampa or the Florida game where uh, uh, he had a, a very baffling uh, uh, neutral zone turnover that, uh, earn the uh, moniker from Craig Berube, quote, bonehead play, unquote. <laughs> so he's had a couple of hiccups here lately, but I think overall it, it, he, he has progressed this year. And, and uh, this is his chance. If, if he embraces and really flourishes uh, with, uh, with his top four role, uh, Krug may be in the third pairing for a while. Yeah. You know, it's, and I want to say he's a young guy, but he's, you know, he's, he's getting older every day and he's been around and, and he's a free agent after the season. And so there, you know, decisions will have to be made. You know, he's got going for him that he can play defense better than most of the other guys they got there, except for Pareko. So, and actually Rosen's putting up good defensive numbers as well, but um, yeah. And he's got all the classic blues defenseman trappings of going back to the, you know, Petrangelo Bowmeister days where he's a big guy and he's got a long reach and he, you put them with Pareko and they can wipe out half the ice uh, just by standing there and extending their arms. So uh, again, always potential for Nico Mikola. He's close, but there it's still a hill. He's got to, he's got to get over. 
Looking at the uh, the forward groupings, they they certainly did miss uh, Robert Thomas against Dallas because again the, the defensive pressure. It's sure nice to have a guy that can just get the puck and beat people and and advance it without having to make two three passes to advance the puck. If he gets it, he can just get it down the ice. Um, there's some optimism, JT, that uh, that he dodged a, a bullet and will return quickly. If not this game, then perhaps the next. Yeah, it, it looks like there's a chance he could play. Uh, he could play against uh, Carolina. Uh, you know, he was. We were surprised to see him out on the ice for the optional the other day, and so uh, uh, you, you you really noticed his uh, his absence against Dallas. Again, Dallas is going to make uh, 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 offense uh, tougher on just about uh, about anybody. But uh, uh, Kyra really. Kyra really missed him, but, uh, uh, yeah, he, 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 they don't have a ton of guys that can do what, he, what he can do offensively and skating wise. So it, it definitely helps to, to, to have him back. That's, that's, that's for sure. And, uh, another one of the cult figures, Josh Levo, put him in the lineup. He gets an assist, put him in the lineup. He gets an assist. So, uh, I, I, uh, joked with uh, Levo the other day, I said, the fans are clamoring for you, Josh. And he looked at me and laughed and said, well, that's a first. So uh, another another journeyman just trying to trying to, to get an, an an everyday slice of the NHL pie there. Yeah, does that say something about the team that you know when you look at who's doing well and you say, well, Callie Rosen and Josh Levo, yeah, that's uh, uh, that's maybe not the guys that the uh, though I mean it speaks well to your you know uh, AHL scouting, but uh, there are a lot of guys who are uh, making a lot more money who you're expecting to do uh, a lot more. The Levo seems. You know, just the right fit on that O'Reilly line for whatever reason, you put him in there, and that group seems to work better. And uh, it's one of those go figures. But uh, you know, Levo's been a good a good fit there. Well, one thing for sure, and you know, we're, we're watching him play, and it's like if there's an opportunity for him to get the puck on the net, then he will put the puck on the net. I mean, he. He tried a variety of things and then and ultimately made a nice play off the wall to uh, for Saad's redirection goal. It's a nice, nice play there, but uh, he was just unlike so many of his teammates, the concept of, okay, I'm in the area. Uh, you know, I, I'm, you know, maybe sometimes from tough angles or whatever, but you know what, you put it in the goalies pads, you, you create a rebound. Maybe you get a break. Who knows? It, it sure beats making a, a stupid drop pass that, that doesn't get through. Yeah, and that, those are the – you've kind of hit, Jeff, on kind of the second thing. If you ask me, what are the two things that are going on right now? One, to me, is new, the fact that this team is a bad passing team. And the, the worst I've seen, and then now my sixth year on the beat, the other is a thing that's kind of been around with the Blues, at least since I've been here and maybe before, but dating back to Stasny and, and uh, Schwartz and, and, and Steen and, and, and all those guys. Uh, this team uh, overpasses. Even Brad Saad said, uh, Brandon, Brandon Saad the other night after the game said, we, we try to get too cute uh, too often. It's fine to be unselfish, but uh, the, the, the Blues take it to new heights and it kind of comes and goes, but it's back. And it was the crowd wasn't booing uh, uh, Monday night against Dallas, but you could, you could sense. Uh, I don't know if they're gasping. I don't know what the expression would be. You can't, they're all collectively uh, <laughs> wanting them to, to shoot the puck and not just on the power play where, boy, they can work that perimeter, but uh, uh, just put it on that. And, and who knows what happens in Josh Levo, as you said, Jeff, that's, that's the, uh, the, the prime example of that. 
to, to get the uh, to get the redirect, and and uh, uh, it, it's just uh, it, it's just baffling at times. And that that's another thing that uh, kind of uh, kind of drives uh, uh, the chief a little uh, crazy. Yeah, and they they had a game in which they did not shoot enough, and Robert Thomas wasn't even in the lineup. I mean, the, you know, who's you know kind of your the poster child for not shooting, but uh, other guys were were taking up the mantle. Yeah, they they. The Blues have never been one of those really high volume shooting teams, but they, they got to step it up. That was one of their lowest shot attempt totals uh, of the season uh, the other night against Dallas. And they just, they got to try to make things happen. And, um, and not even, not even just getting cute. It's that it's, they're always, it's either this going to be, be this guy's problem or this guy can do it better uh, than I can. And, you know, they just got to, yeah, they got to try to make things happen. They got to kind of force the issue a little. And then when they do the right thing, um, I can think of Tarasenko didn't really have a great shot coming in on the left post, finds uh, Buchnevich, who makes a really nice move to get himself right into the low slot area. I mean, this is prime shooting area, uh, as good a grade A opportunity as you're going to get. And then he, you know, he draws iron. Mm-hmm. And that's just, you know, in a game that where it's just a, a critical moment, it was like, okay, there's the play. Or... Going back to poor Terry, uh, Tory Krug, you know, you get a, this power play situation where you can really step into a shot. He's got all the room yeah. in the world to crank one. He's got an yeah. avenue. There's nobody. I mean, he, and he just sort of miss hits it. Yeah. You know, yeah, he definitely cold. had a, he definitely had a good, uh, uh, a good, a good look at that, uh, uh, Tory Krug. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, the game taken as a whole, there was the, uh, comical to Tom Timmerman, at least maybe first 10 or 12 minutes. And the Blues played better they, uh, in, uh, to finish out the first. They played a very good second. That's where they had most of those chances you're talking about. So it's one to nothing. You're entering the third, and you're like, okay, the Blues can handle this, and just just no response at all. And, you know, sometimes we, we can over-critique this, and I, I, I did think the whole game, and especially the third, they, they looked tired. They didn't have their legs. They were playing their eighth game in 13 days. And that's, that's a factor. A lot of this uh, boys and girls in, in the NHL is, uh, is when you play a team who's in the lineup, who's out of the lineup. Are they coming off a road trip? Are they tired? Have they played a back-to-back? I mean, that's how they caught uh, with a tremendous uh, close to the uh, 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 third period where, where Vegas was uh, uh, shooting everything at them in the, in the closing minute. That's how they beat uh, Vegas. They got ba- Vegas coming off a tired Vegas team coming off a long uh, road trip. So sometimes that's how it happens, but still, I think we all expected just, just a little more juice in the, uh, in the third period. And there, there was none. Yeah. And they, so far, no one has stepped up. Kyrie was the closest to having, uh, you know, he's the dynamic offensive force on this team. And, you know, you, and obviously Jason Robertson is a elite talent an elite, elite, elite talent in the NHL, but you know, the, the Blues don't have, you know, Dallas has got guys who, you know, it seems like everybody's got more goals than guys on the Blues uh, this year. It's just, you know, the, they've got to find offense. They, if you throw out that third period of Florida, I mean, you're looking at essentially four straight two-goal games. Um, and they got to, you know, they've got to – and some of it is bad luck. I mean, this has been a, you know, a, an unfortunate team and sometimes on getting shots like which damages that hit the that hit the iron. But, you know – Things aren't going their way, and as they say, you make your own luck. One of the uh, another issue uh, with the group is there's been the rotation of uh, supporting cast guys, and it's 
uh, obviously the the search continues um, for a third line because really it's just the third pairing plus somebody double shifting right now. And then, and, you know, also trying to settle, uh, figure out the rest of your, your group when uh, Thomas comes back. But um, so they've kind of rotated through some guys. Jake neighbors went down, got the chance to play in the a got to, to log some minutes. Uh, he, he came back It seemed like the chief felt he was okay with Jake's first game back a little, not a lot going on. He won a few puck battles. Uh, wasn't terribly noticeable, but uh, just of all the, there's just a long list of things that they're working on. And, you know, right now having sent Alexandrov back, you're trying to get Torpchenko some minutes so he can play. Um, Walker gets in there and gets in a scrap, which is good, but you know, he hasn't been much of a factor, you know, Pitlick uh, had his time, but now it's not, not so much. It just, it just seems like that there's another issue for this team is trying to round out the, the back end of their forward uh, group. Yeah. Uh, they, uh, I think they, they just seem uh, one forward short, you know, which brings us back to, 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 to David Perron. I, I thought they'd have enough. Uh, you know, I didn't expect them to have nine 20 goal scores, but uh, with eight returning 20 goal scores, I thought they'd have enough to overcome uh, Perron. Although I thought as it's played out, the, it might be more of an issue on the, on the power play because of this one timer, but you know, last year and the year before really the last two or three years when they've had injuries, they've been able to either make, make up for it with guys that were already on the roster or with call-ups. And uh, that, that hasn't happened uh, this year. The call-ups have been uh, okay. And uh, they just haven't had guys to make up for it. And, and, uh, like you said, uh, Jeff, when you get to the third and fourth line, they're, they're looking for answers. And so people were all on Kyrie early. And, and, uh, as, as we all said, I think pretty consistently on the net front, he, he would get the goals. Maybe his defense would, would be, uh, baffling at times, but it, you know, he's a goal scorer. He's going to get the goals, but you, you wonder about Tarasenko. We, we know he's a streaky player. I pointed out the, the other day on the radio that, uh, you know, he, he had goal droughts of eight and 10 games separate and he still managed to score 34 goals last year. So he's streaky, but you, you kind of wonder if he's coming back, but yeah, neighbors, I, I, I watched, tried to watch neighbors pretty closely. And like you said, Jeff, he was pretty strong on the uh, winning the board battles, but you need some offense. You need, whether it's a pass or to shoot, you need it sooner or later, you need some offense from him. Torpchenko, uh, remember, he wasn't supposed to be back till December. And I think he, he plays so many games where he's a healthy scratch. He's not getting a ton of minutes. So, hey, let's just put him on a conditioning assignment. And, and what is that, Tom? That's about 14 days, I think, maximum yeah. he can play. So he, he can get some minutes. Alexandrov was okay. But, again, it wasn't like he was, uh, he was uh, creating offense. You mentioned Walker. Walker scored eight goals. I think in about 40 games last year. So that was, you know, like a 15 goal pace or something. And he, he just, maybe he's had one or two chances. So it's not just maybe some of the big guns. It's some of the supplemental scoring. That's, that's, that's just not there and, and has the chief, uh, you know, still, uh, you know, looking for stuff, looking for answers. Yeah. You know, back in the day when I would say that the blues, the sign the blues were doing well was when Oscar Sundquist was on the fourth line because that meant they had the first three lines. They had everybody there and were able to fill in. Yeah, as well as Nolachari has been playing, the Blues are at their best when he is on the fourth line because they don't need him higher in the lineup. Um, and so that's, you know, the situation now. Okay, putting Achari back in the fourth line, but they, there's still that one, yeah, there's still that one forward short 
and its neighbor's chance there for the taking, um, you know, get in to be in that group. Um, but it's, you know, and then they can, you can mix and match the fourth line. And if you get Walker in there and, and somebody else, and, um, you know, you can hunt around and that's not as big a thing when you're missing a third guy on the fourth line, as opposed to missing a third guy on the third line. And so that's, yeah, that's kind of the issue that needs to be solved here. I guess if there's good news for the blues, uh, it's that the, uh, the conference has been, um, it's been, the race has been, uh, the, the teams that got out well, are just doing great things. You know, I, Winnipeg finally playing up to its potential, for instance, you know, really filling up the net, but a lot of teams just sort of sputtering. And I, and I looked at, I always considered Minnesota and Nashville to be the immediate rivals uh, of the blues. And, and, and both teams have had their, their issues for sure. Out West, you know, teams like LA, uh, Vancouver, you know, surprisingly Calgary to a degree, uh, Edmonton hasn't gotten the goaltender. I mean, it's just, just not a lot of teams just pulling away. You know, I think there's going to be, uh, it's going to be kind of a rock fight, JT, uh, for those last couple of playoff spots. And, then, you know, and it's good news because it, it keeps the Blues, you know, in the mix. But um, in a way, it also kind of complicates, you know, Armstrong's world as he's looking at this team. It's it's not playing that great, but it's securely in the playoff race. And it's probably going to be in the race. You know, I don't know. I look around the league. I don't know if we're going to see any of these other teams uh, that are kind of plodding along do a whole lot better yeah yeah no uh you're, you're exactly right and i think part of it too is the east is better in the head-to-head matchups the east uh and i don't know if it's pronounced as it was a little earlier in the season they're just uh they have a very high winning percentage against the west and that that's keeping the west kind of uh kind of bunched up so yeah it could be uh kind of a a little bit of fool's gold well we're in the race but is this really a contending team. I mean, right now I look at it and say, no, it's, it's, it's not, it's certainly not, but uh, you know, you, you, you look at Dallas and, and uh, I, I didn't expect them to, to, to be at the top of the, uh, the vision. I don't know how many people did, but they were always a team in, during my watch that played, you know, uh, strong defense, good goaltending, but they didn't quite have enough spark on offense. I, you know, that's not really the case now. I, I don't know Ben and Sagan or, or, or what they were, but uh, Hints is a, and he just signed a huge extension. He, he's a real difference maker. And this, this Robertson, I mean, I, I think take the budding off the budding star. He, he's a star. I mean, the, the dude's got 19, 19 goals right now. So they have that and they always seem to be able to find goaltending, you know, and Ottinger, uh, uh, you, you thought the blues caught a break with him being sick and being a, a very late scratch, but uh uh, you know, Wedgwood played, uh, played very well. They, the, the stars always seem to find goaltending. So I, I, unlike maybe some of the other teams, I, I'm still not quite sure about Winnipeg. I, I don't think Dallas is going away. I don't know how many of you stayed up last night to watch that Seattle, uh, Los Angeles Woo. game. Uh, wow. <laughs> it just kept going and going. I was kind of disappointed by the third period in which there were, I think only what three goals uh, scored in that one. It was, Kind of came back down to earth on that one, but uh, but a uh, you know Seattle is you know is, is their their first year didn't do it, but their second season is certainly uh, uh, looking a lot better uh, for them. And uh, you got Vegas and Seattle, you know the top two teams in the Pacific, you know, and it's um, it's it's a it is a brand new world. 
Well, yeah, that's what I, you 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 called Seattle early. I mean, one of our first uh, net fronts. You said that you thought they'd be much improved, and I'm sitting here quietly thinking, "Yeah, okay, Jeff, what what are you, what are you looking at?" But you're you're right. They've uh, uh, they they look really solid. Yeah, you go out and you add a couple of guys that can score 25 goals. You know, Burakovsky and Morstrand. Uh, even those guys, because other teams have cap issues, you're able to throw money at uh, at uh, Burakovsky. You're able to just be gifted. Oliver, who's a heck of a player, um, you know, from Columbus didn't have the money after doing Goudreau and, you know, and they did, obviously they blew the expansion draft. I don't know what they were doing. I know the rule, things were different. Teams were smarter, blah, 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 but they blew it. You know, they just flat, flat out blew it. And, you know, but year two, all that cap space, they put it to work and the couple of guys that they got in year one have been, been useful. And, you know, and Jane Schwartz has had some stretches where he's been healthy, which is, you know, still a challenge for him. And, uh, but yeah, they're just kind of hanging around again, Vancouver's still trying to find traction. Uh, Jack Campbell being a, a huge problem for Edmonton and goal, but you know, Skinner's played pretty well. Calgary has been a real disappointment, uh, after the big trade and, uh, you just go down the list. It's, uh, you know, Anaheim's just been ugh, <laughs> the Kings 500 team. And I mean, and there's the same in the central division. It's just, uh, so, I mean, they're still there guys are still there, but, you just look at that game against Dallas and it just, you know, they were, it wasn't terrible, but it just, just wasn't very good either. And, and so like you wrote JT, I mean, the record, this is who they are, you know? Yeah. Well, actually that was Tom that wrote that, but we both yeah, sorry, Tom. <laughs> very much to, uh, to, uh, we, we both kind of looked at it the, uh, the, uh, uh, the same way they're average in the most unpredictable way you can be average. Boy, they look like a contender and woo, they, they, they look terrible. And, uh, I remember uh, after, I don't know if it was after last season, it might've been where uh, Armstrong said he, he, he would like the valleys to be a little less steep in terms of the decline. Look at these valleys. I mean, uh, that, that they have this year, he's staring in the death Valley, I think with some of these, uh, these games, I hate to be dramatic, but uh, yeah. <laughs> Tom, congratulations, by the way, you use both Pope and Dickinson in your, in your lead. Where else would you get that? But at the net front, where along with goat sacrifices, you know, we try to just run horizons. Thank you very much. Uh, oh. By the way, we should, you should note yesterday at the blues had an optional practice, not surprising. They have two days off in a row. Doug Armstrong watched the, the optional practice. I mean, it was the scratches. It was guy, it was, you know, the Josh Levo and Jake neighbors and guys who didn't play much. And, and Armstrong sat in his office at Centene and watched, an optional practice where they just, you know, they ran drills for, for half an hour. Uh, not sure if he was, you know, checking out Torbchenko before sending him on a rehab, but uh, I normally, you know, optional practices, it's the assistant coaches and Jim and I and a few others watching, but uh, Doug Armstrong was watching intently. The uh, Maybe he had nothing else to do. Maybe he was there and was waiting on something, but Doug Armstrong watching an optional practice yesterday. We we uh, we theorize that maybe a trade was in the works. What, what did we come up with? It was going to be Levo, Rosen, uh, uh, who else for uh, Torbchenko for Jacob Chikrin? That it was going to be yeah. The yeah. <laughs> there you go. Well, I would make at least one of our uh, regular uh, chatters happy, anyways. Um, all right, last thing here on the net front. You know, Tom is going to be uh, covering soccer for us going forward here down the. We'll talk more about that in a bit. But so Tom is a soccer guy. Uh, and so we'd be remiss, even though this is a hockey podcast, if we did not ask the, Tom to uh, 
comment on uh, the uh, the Great World Cup uh, victory and uh, and, a, and a hockey style goal mm-hmm. that uh, gave our heroes a chance to go to the uh, the knockout round. Uh, that was quite that was quite something, Tom. You know, they went to the net. Uh, Christian Pulisic going to the net and getting that goal. You know, the U.S. has not had a great history in you know the last games of the round and you know, in getting when they need a win to get through. And they did that. And this is a young team and this, this bodes well, you know, you could have said it's more experienced Iranian group. The U S is still learning. This will be valuable experience for them, but they got the best of all worlds, you know, and they, they, they got that win, you know, Netherlands will be tough and any game after here is going to be exponentially tougher than that. Uh, and, And it is a young team, but this was a, a big win and, and they got good play and the St. Louis guys, especially Tim Ream on the defense has been a, a stud back there. And that's something, he was a guy, they didn't call him in for the team all year. He hadn't played a game in, in calendar 2022 with the spot because they were looking at other guys back there and they got to the end and said, Tim Ream's the guy he, we, he's playing so well in, in England right now. We, we can't do much better than that. He's played all three games and has been one of the stars of this team. Can he skate? I don't believe he can, uh, though I've never – I have, don't know that I've asked him about that, but there's there's nothing in his history that says he can. All right. But and the other thing, Tom, they did kind of pack it in and, and you, giving you flashbacks to some of the Blues, um, you know, when they decided to just pack it in and hope for the best and hope the shots don't get through the, the mass of humanity that they've assembled around their net. They, I thought maybe they could have been a bit more aggressive, but but it worked. They needed a goal, and they, and and they what they needed at that point was to stop Iran yeah. from scoring. But yeah, I mean that you know offense has been is been the challenge. They have scored two goals in three games, um, and so that's you know something going forward against the Dutch. They're going to need to score uh, some goals. So uh, yeah, I mean this is a team that you know, they've had some chances but can't put it in. And if, we'll have to see how Pulisic is. He says he's going to be fine to play um, on Saturday. Um, but that's that's the the issue on this team is yeah can they can they score and right now Gio Reyna who has been kind of the stud in that department hasn't played much at all uh, there's obviously questions about his health um, you know if they could get him in there that would be a plus but he hasn't played yet so I don't know, not sure go. how that's going to happen well see there's a happy ending to the podcast JT somebody's mm-hmm. doing well and uh, <laughs> St Louis kids involved. Uh, something more positive to touch on. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and uh, for, for the listeners, uh, just a little preview of uh, what are you going to call your podcast, uh, Tom? Uh, <laughs> on the Pitch with Tom Timmerman. Uh, Net Front <laughs> Presence uh, uh, Football Division. I don't know. But just a little as, as soon, of what's to come here. As soon as I finish here, I've got a phone call with bosses about soccer. So that's uh, I'll be right. segwaying from, from one to the other. Well, we'll uh, talk more about that in the Net Front and introduce our, our next hockey scribe. We're very excited to have. So we'll do all of that as we go forward. But until then, for Jim Thomas, for Tom Timmerman, I'm Jeff Gordon. This has been Netfront Presence. See ya.